0: Trash episode 320, straight out of Compton. <laughs> where we're actually broadcasting from. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the movie we watched still- <laughs> was... <laughs> Singing in the Rain. One of our darned favorites. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, is, it is kind of funny. That we are reviewing straight out of Compton. Absolutely. It's I mean, not lost on me. No. I mean, I'm I'm sure both of us have listened to more hours of Weird Al than we have gangster rep in our life. Fair to say. That is probably true. Uh, my name is Eric. I'm Jason. I forgot we didn't do that part. It's It's okay. Because... The ridiculous of this, the ridiculousness of this is, uh... It's pretty overpowered, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Straight out of Compton. Yeah, so we just spent two and a half hours in your mom's house. Right. With, uh, dogs and cats and, and the elderly and, and uh... With, with a nice spaghetti lunch. Yeah. On, on recliners watching, uh... Straight out of okay. straight out of Compton, the the uh bio uh, biographic uh, movie about uh one of the world's foremost uh, gangster rap groups. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna it was a touch of surreal. A yeah. little bit, yeah. 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 Like we should have had forties and like <laughs> you know, been been high and Yeah. graffiti on all the walls. Yeah, pretty <clears> much. <throat> <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, we're just going to be proving just how white we really are. We're pretty white. Yep. We're almost as white as modern-day Ice Cube. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) That's how white we are. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. You know, I've never, ever enjoyed any any music by ice cube or NWA or Dr. Dre or really? Yeah. Or like pretty much everybody in this movie. Okay. Other than the DOC. And, and that just like happenstance. Cause I happened to hear it when I was like 10 right. or something. and I thought it was great, but I do say like the, watching the movie actually helped give me a little perspective on, you know, you know, just where they're coming from. And, right. and uh, like, the people they are, as opposed to just the personas that they are. Right. Which, um, which I'm sure was partially based on truth, I guess, right. at least. Well, the, the disclaimer at the end of the movie uh, said that uh, while based on a true story, uh, parts of this film have been fictionalized. Right. I'm guessing that uh, there's probably some horrible stuff that did not make it into the film. Right? Oh, I'm um, sure. Yeah, because cause i got to imagine that uh, anybody who has the success that, that uh, especially Ice Cube and Dr. Trey have had uh, probably at some points aren't great people. I mean, yeah, there's, there's like one scene where Ice Cube and some of his pals are trashing a guy's office with baseball bats. Right. But other than that... Like, him and Dre come off being, like, way more squeaky clean than I ever would have imagined. Right. Which I imagine is probably a little fictional. Right. Least. Yeah. A little creative uh, writing. hmm I don't know if you noticed this also at the, the end of the movie. Uh, the, the three executive producers of this movie. I, I saw. saw. Yeah. Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, and uh, uh, Easy E's uh, uh, Widow. Right. So, yeah. So, so maybe they light. like... They were portrayed as was colored by the right, fact yeah. that they were, and then at the, the very very end of the credits, uh, we we get a very small you know shout out said NWA consultants yeah MC Ren and DJ Yellow. yeah <laughs> which uh, would explain why those two didn't really have yeah, so much they, of a they, big role in the movie right. yeah they were they're kind of there but right um, which is actually to me was. At least the MC Ren part was a little upsetting, because not that I like you know have a great love for MC Ren or anything like that, but the actor who played him I'm actually a really big fan of. Oh yeah, I think he's great, and that basically he had just some small lines. Right. Yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh man, that guy should have. He had a good presence. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't have a a ton of screen time. I think DJ Yellow was the only one that didn't get, like, uh, when the, everyone is introduced, they get, like, you know, their real name and, like, their AKA, right. Shot up on the screen. Right. He's the only one, that at least I didn't see it, uh, that uh, did not get one of those. Right. <laughs> like, even MC Ren did. I don't know if I noticed that or not. It was at the beginning in the club when they were, uh, him and Dre were working at the club. I can't right. remember if they, I feel like I knew that was him, so maybe they either said his name or maybe there was a tag up there. I can't remember. Right. But, yeah. No, it was it was interesting. I mean, it, it was weird, though. Like, every time I watch a movie like that that's, you know, um, depicting actual people. Right. But not played by those people. It does sort of take me out where, like, every scene I'm like, oh, that guy is playing EZ in the scene. Right, yeah. Like, every single scene. Like, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Easy would really talk like that or if right. Dr. Dre would really do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that does happen quite a bit. Uh But, you know, at the same time, I thought everyone had, like, you know, enough charisma and presence that, you know, like, it didn't bother me too much, you know, where where sometimes it does, you know. Uh, You know, I think the only ones that really bothered me like that were uh, Dr. Dre, the guy who played him, and uh, the guy who played Ice Cube. Right. uh, The Ice Cube thing, because that's his son. yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that until the closing credits. But all through the movie, I was like, "Man, they did a good job finding somebody <laughs> to like." I mean, even the mannerisms and yep. everything. Oh yeah, he looks and acts exactly like yeah. Ice Cube because genetically. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that at the closing credits. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I thought the. I mean, the guy who played Doctor Dre was good. Like, mm-hmm. like he was really good, but it just kind of, for whatever reason, like, like just didn't have. Right, as much of a presence as, like, you know, the guy playing Easy or the guy playing, you know, Ice Cube. Right. Or the guy playing Jerry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I had (laughs) no idea he was in that movie. I knew at one point in time, but uh, apparently I'd forgotten it because it was a surprise. Yeah, Paul Giamatti plays uh, their their first manager, Jerry. Yeah. um, From Ruthless Records. Yep. And uh, he he does it all in a, a Tommy Lasorda wig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Biff from Back to the Future Part Two. There's definitely a Biff uh, like presence right. to his, his performance. Uh, could just be the track suits. Maybe he he had a, he had like one of those books that told him like what hip hop band was going to be successful in the future. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, that's why he didn't. He totally should have went with. It. Uh, Fresh Prince, though, yeah, I mean, that, that that carried, you know. <laughs> well, speaking of Fresh Prince, apparently there's there's a credit to DJ Jazzy Jeff in the uh, the credits as well. He did some scratching. Yeah, yeah, he did. I guess all the the scratching noises throughout. Uh, okay, I, would, I thought maybe like anytime one of the actors had an itch, uh, I, yeah, it. I was no, confused yeah. by the credit. Okay, <laughs> I'm not used to seeing that. No, uh, well, Snoop Doggy Dog is over here. <laughs> hey, you. in the house. <laughs> And I like him just as much as I actually like him uh, in real life. (laughs) Which is to say not a lot. All right. You want to go outside? (laughs) This is our podcast now, folks. (laughs) Taking care of a dog. Yeah, you can you can call us. We do dog setting Sure, yeah. Um, we'll record a podcast while we dog set so you have proof that your dog is in the room with us. <laughs> <laughs> Being well taken care of. Yep. Uh, but actually, Snoop Dogg is in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Not not the actual guy. Though, no. Yeah. Sure, the uh, the the character of right. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I, I totally knew that was him, too, when he walked in. I was oh, like, that yeah. like, has to be Snoop Dogg. Yeah, they just found the skinniest, uh, weirdest speaking guy they could find, right? <laughs> I thought it was great how they somehow, uh, it was like a, a waft of weed, weed smoke came out of the TV speakers when <laughs> Snoop walked in the room, too. I was like, well, that's attention to detail. Yeah. It's new technology. Yeah, I'm glad that they used it for this. (laughs) It was like either that or my mom was just smoking up. I wasn't sure which Eh, one. One or the other, yeah. (laughs) No, but, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to 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 learn learn a little bit more about them. Like, I remember when I was a kid and uh, I listened to a little bit of hip-hop. Right. But my friends who were older than me, they had, like, NWA cassettes and I was just like, I don't get it. Like like right. they would play them and I was like, it's just it's just a little much for me. Like it wasn't I swear. Like <laughs> Meanwhile you were listening to anal content. Evil, well, yeah. Yeah. It's true. But I don't know, I just like I guess with metal it was more like the extreme um nature of lyrics was more like cartoonish and weird. Right. But like this is a little more real. Yeah, it was yeah. it was just like reminding me of the assholes at my school that I didn't like. Right. Yeah. 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 The, the, like, <clears throat> wannabe gangsters. Thing. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, eh, I can't stand this music. Right. So I think that's probably where my distaste of that music came from, was just the time period where I heard it and what I related it to. Sure. I, uh <clears throat> you know, like, yeah, I'm not a huge uh hip-hop guy, you know, like some. But I always did enjoy, you know, NWA uh, for the most part, at least that first record. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever listened to their their second album, the the Ice Cubeless album. Oh, right. Uh, But you did get Fuck the Police tattooed on your gum line. Well, yeah, of course. I figured that was because of the album. Of course, yeah. It's actually because of the Rage Rage Against the Machine cover. Oh, (laughs) Of that song. Uh... No, yeah, I, I can't remember watching Yo MTV Raps. Oh when yeah, I was a kid. And yeah, they would be on there occasionally. See that? I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think the guy that got to play Dr. Dre in this movie looked anything <laughs> like Dr. Dre from Yo MTV Raps. No, they did not. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> they it was just a better off job. putting. Yeah. And where was Ed Lover? Yeah, I can't believe they didn't even was credit him at him all. all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was more into, like when I was a kid, it was like you know. GJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince and sure. like Young MC and Tone Loc, Like, you know, and then and then I got into like Trap Called Quest and De La Soul and Roots. I, I like the more like kind of laid back positive. Right. Rap. Yeah. I've never really got into the, like the hardcore gangster stuff. Like for a for real or fun. Right. Like right. I've never been like, oh this is so cheesy that it's fun right, or yeah. it's not so like relatable that it's good. Like I just couldn't find a connection. I, I mean, you know, obviously, I, I have no, you know, personal connection to, to anything like that either. But, you know, I think, like, I like the lyrics, and I like the beats. And, and, you know, you're right, it is a little more real than, like, listening to, you know, anything metal or whatever. Right. Uh, but, you know, like, I enjoyed it, you know, for what it was. You know, like, like, and I'm a guy that's also I don't Usually, pay attention to like what lyrics mean or anything right. like that. It just as long as it sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and I've always liked the sound of N.W.A. and, and Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Uh, but like, as far as like actual like gangster rap goes, that's pretty much it for me. Right. Like yeah. I've never been able to get into like anything else. Right. <clears throat> and uh, it's weird because uh, like the the movie takes us from, like, you know, basically the beginning of the band to, like, you know, the end when, uh, basically right around when Easy e died. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's that little segment where, you know, Dr. Dre splits from the group and, and forms Death Row Records with uh, Suge Knight and, you know, does his, the chronic and, and his own stuff. And it's like, oh, like, for me, that's basically the time period where I stopped listening to rap. Right and stopped caring. Yeah, <clears throat> that's kind of like when grunge was happening, I believe. Eh, a little bit after, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but you know, like, like for me, it was just like you know everything that I heard, which for whatever reason I just associate with that time. I was like, well, this this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of terrible hip hop on MTV in the nineties, <clears throat> and, and, and like it, to me, like I've never really heard anything new, like since then that has ever like you know that I've found good. I'm sure I have, but you know, like, like for the most part, like I just all associated with that where it's just like, even for what it was NWA, like had an artfulness to like their rhymes and their beats and everything like that. And then after that, it just sort of became noise and talking. Right. Yeah. I've I've heard some stuff like I'm not tuned in at all, but a few people have hipped me some stuff. Like uh, my friend Derek works in Mavericks has burnt me a couple of discs and there's some, yeah, there's some good hip-hop, but I'm just, I don't know, I'm just not into it as much, like, I'll always like a guy with a guitar, it's just kind of where I come from, and it's nothing against, like, I, you yeah, know, it's yeah. great, it's great that, you know, it's still a genre and it's, you know, whatever, but I, like, I like it like a little bit here and there, right. it, but I can never see myself being, you know, like, all into hip-hop, right? just can't get into it. I mean, you yeah, know, I enjoy basically old-school hip-hop, you know, because cause I do feel, like, you know, the, the rappers, you know, they, you know, have a certain style and a flow and, and they know how to rhyme. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and for, like, whatever reason, like I said, I just associate that post, you know, Dr. Dre, right. is right? just, you know, like, they're just kind of talking. They don't really have a rhythm or a rhyme or, you know, a flow. And, and you know, it's probably right. us. We're hearing a lot of, like, the worst of hip-hop, too. Because that's we're, true. We're hearing, like, the most commercialized. Right, right. Like since we're not, like, seeking it out, all we hear is what is filtered out to the, that's the true. outer right. And Yeah, I think it's fair to say that to anything that does be hit the mainstream is 90% in, terrible. in In all forms of music. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right, yeah. 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 Yeah, we're just lucky that we actually seek out, uh, like, rock and roll bands that we like. Exactly, yeah. Otherwise we'd be stuck with the worst rock and roll. I don't even know who's popular in the rock and roll now. (laughs) We're we should also mention we're old. Yeah, we're old. Yeah. (laughs) You're still listening to Guided by Voices, and uh, (laughs) I'm still listening to Slayer. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I think Slayer's playing with Carcass and Testament in Columbus pretty soon. Yeah? I know uh, through through our friend uh, Kurt Dins that they recently played in Chicago somewhere. So oh, nice that yeah. old trio. Uh, I think it was. I don't know. Yeah. Kurt only posted stuff about Slayer because why wouldn't you? <laughs> right. <clears throat> you know we were talking about the lyrics too, and like how like I couldn't get into like gangster lyrics or like serious like threatening lyrics. Right. It's weird because like even even the punk rock stuff I like. I I would say I gravitate towards the more like. Yeah, you know. like, just weird, like, stuff that doesn't make any sense or it's funny. Like, right. like even the Dead Kennedys who had kind of politically pointed lyrics, they, yeah, were, they still were more comedy. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I could never get into the hardcore punk scene either where it's just, like, crazy and, like, full of rage and right. hatred for the police. And it's, like, I, I'd rather make fun of the police sure, than, like, scream, scream hatred about right, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I think that's where I'm coming from, even, you know, from from all... Uh, Genres of music, I I would rather it just be fun. Right. And I just never got a sense of fun from that. I genre. get that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, like I preferred uh, Fresh Prince rap about Freddy Krueger. Understandable, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. Like, like I said, I don't usually pay that much close attention to like lyrical content. So, right. like I said, as long as it sounds good to me, that's what I'm into. And, and, you know, NWA sounded good to me, you know, at times. And it's cool that, and they even touch on this in the movie, that like they started out, they were just making music for their neighborhood. Right. You know, yeah. and like, you know, like rapping about things that they saw and like right. thought about. And, you know, and I get that. And sure. it's a good release, if, especially if they're living in a situation that is pretty bad. Right. You know, with, I mean, you know, and that's the thing, though, is, you know, we can't necessarily trust what we saw in the movie to be right. like, Super factual. No, I'm I'm curious about that. Right. Okay, like, I kind of wish we would had because we invited Kathleen Coyle to be on the show. Yeah, and she actually knows a lot about uh, hip hop culture. Um, it would have been nice to like, have somebody here that could maybe speak Fill to it a, a little right. bit. Right. And here's our here's our first guest. Edna. Valentine. <laughs> Do you know anything about hip hop, Edna? <laughs> Mm. Yeah. She's part of the dog pound. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh but yeah, like look, like, but you know, like like early on there's a scene where, you know, uh Ice Cube is like, you know, leaving his neighbor's house to go home. Oh and yeah. There's like, you know, like four police cars out there just like, you know Stopping dudes drain right? them. Right, yeah, and he gets stopped, you know, just trying to cross the street and you know, it's like this big thing and mm-hmm. You know, that's got to be something that's, you know, if that is a thing that happened, you know, it's got to be, you know, crazy to deal with. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah, that would that would be horrible. <clears throat> and, and that, you know, he was able to, you know, uh, turn that into, you know, an art and a successful art. Right. That, oh, right? yeah. Before he completely sold himself out. <laughs> and 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 I got to say... Like, I really love Friday and Friday After Next. I think those are both great movies. I liked Friday. I never saw any of the sequels to it. I, I never, <clears throat> I didn't care for the second one for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it was in not the right headspace when I saw it, but, right. yeah, but I, liked, I liked the first one and the third one. And yeah, I, I poke fun at him a lot because it's really easy to do because just we the persona he's. He terrible things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I'm not saying, you know, doing anything gangsta. I'm saying he did the Are We There Yet movie series. <laughs> and, and, and like, that wouldn't even be so bad if he if he didn't also have this very public persona of how, like, tough and hard he is. Right, yeah. And it's just, like, I can't believe really either one of them. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, they both seem like a joke because of where he's went. Where... Well, yeah, because cause at that point it's just like, you well, know, which one, you know? If if either. Right, yeah. exactly, yeah. Although, you know, if if we, you know believe the movie like apparently the the hardcore gangsta part was it was true partially and but it, not really it was more like his he was just sort of a bystander and he was getting it out of his system like right. the things he saw like it wasn't like he was actually a thug right he was just like this happened <clears throat> and i'm thinking about it and i'm gonna write about it exactly because yeah because our introduction to him in the movie is uh him going coming home from school i think where like you know some other dudes on his bus are like you know oh, yeah. harassing like gang members as they, they drive by, <laughs> and like the bus gets stopped by the gang members who come in and basically threaten to kill everybody. Right, and and like you said, they give a very motivational speech. <laughs> yeah, which was kind of funny. Like maybe they were like, if that if that really happened, maybe they were like, man, these kids are just gonna go down our paths. So right, we should like scare them straight. Which that's kind of cool. That is, yeah, yeah. good for them. They're basically... Um, <clears throat> preventive maintenance. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh... So I, I kind of liked the movie, though. I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I like. I don't know. I don't think I'd ever watch it a second time. It doesn't seem like something that I would enjoy that much. Right. Especially since it's two and a half hours. It but, is very long. Yeah. yeah it kind of felt like two and a half hours to me. Yeah. I mean, there are some slow parts, but, you know, at the same time, I don't think they were unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of story to tell. Right. There's not just, like... I mean, if they would have spent, like, 45 minutes just filming Easy's Wet and Wild Party, that would be a little too much. (laughs) It's like, you know, we're also dealing... Because they mostly focus on just the the four members. Right. Easy, Ice Cube... Okay, three members. (laughs) Most, yeah, mostly on those three. those three. Yeah, because uh, yeah, we we learn very little about MC Ren or DJ Yellow or the DOC, or uh, but uh, you know, yeah, like you're dealing with three different lives, so you know, there, there's a lot of story to tell in there, especially as they all relate to each other and interact. Right. And, uh. Yeah, but you yeah, know, I I really enjoyed this movie, and I actually probably would watch it again. Yeah, yeah. I I can see watching it again with somebody who's really into hip hop, so I could be like, you know, like if they, especially if they've already seen it once. for cred. Yeah, for cred. <laughs> no, like like, like if to they've explain already explained it to you. Yeah. yeah, So I could be like, a, now does this happen, or like you know, who's wh- wh- right. what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I wouldn't spoil it for them as they're watching you know, right, the first right, time, yeah. but but uh, like I do wonder because. Uh, Like, like I feel like I remember something in, uh, actually, uh, the Hip Hop Family Tree about uh, EZ's death. Spoiler. Uh, (laughs) uh, Like, I remember, I could swear, I read something in that book where, because Dr. Dre and Ice Cube both visit him on his deathbed. In the movie. In the movie. Uh, But I feel like in, in the Hip Hop Family Tree, Ed Prisker related how one of them, like, came in and, like, you know, did, like, a deathbed forgiveness, cried at his bedside, the other thing, and then the other one was just, like, just an asshole to him, you know, on his deathbed. Yeah. And, and in the movie, they don't portray it like that at all. I mean, they show Dre at his bedside, and they show Cube show up, and then he's like, oh, I can't talk, well, I'm just, I'm probably not going to go in there then. Right, yeah. So I wonder, if, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, again, you know. They both helped us pay for the movie, so sure, exactly. Yeah, you're, gonna get, you're probably not going to get a very accurate portrayal of their bad sides, right? But I'm, I'm sure they're all very good people. Yeah, but, <laughs> despite what we may have been right. censored from from knowing. I mean, you know, the, I mean, they obviously, they. I mean, one thing I think we can all agree on is that they, they all kind of came up roughly, you know, right. In, in bad neighborhoods. And then, you know, dealing with, you know, a horrible police state at times, you know, the, the LAPD is notoriously, oh you know, yeah, you know, racist. And then I do remember in 91 when, uh, <laughs> the, the Rodney King beating video came oh. out. I remember that being like insane. Oh yeah. Like, I like just, I don't mean just the public outcry. I mean, just in my brain, how how is this possible? Right. And then not only that, but the fact that like, well, I guess at this point for us it's no longer surprising, but you know, that all of the cops were acquitted. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that's, you know, what sparks the, the LA riots, which we get to see you know, in right. some, you know, in, in the movie. Yeah, some actual footage. Yeah. Actual newscast footage too, yeah. which was interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's just I mean I remember that happening, you know, back then, too. I and mean, it was just, you know, insane. Yeah, <laughs> especially we we were like around 12 or whatever. Something like that, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, 14, 13, something like that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's probably, for us, our first realization that, oh, <laughs> cops can be horrible yeah. human beings, too. Yeah, right exactly. Yet. Like, Like, I don't think I'd ever... You know growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in, I never even probably saw a cop
1: yeah, like yeah. I don't think I ever
0: saw a cop until I was in my teenage years right you know other than just driving down the road. right um, like, I remember when I was like I was eleven or so, and my parents' house got robbed, and so like you know, we' dealt with the police there, but you know it's just like, oh, you know, here they are they're you know they dusting for parents they and, weren't being <laughs> with them exactly times. yeah despite the fact that you know my mom wasn't white, you know All right. <laughs> How uh, dare they, she yeah they they <laughs> they left her alone. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know I mean obviously there's the, the stuff that that uh, the guys in this band you know had to deal with that that we would never be able to relate to right you know, for sure you know whether it, you know no matter how truthfully or not the movie presented it you know they they still went through a lot more stuff than than we ever will right. and uh, the fact that. Most of them, you know, all came out of it, you know, yeah. successful and then, and, you know. And they all had their moment. Right, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, They all made it out of the, the neighborhood and right. proved that they had something to say. Right. And and I think, you know, you, you know, that may be where the movie gets a little bit more, you know, sort of... The GH1, you. Yeah, you know, behind-the-scene kind of thing, where just like, you know, they, they all decided to reconcile and get back together and... Yeah, but then the tragic death of Easy. Yeah, you know, exactly. Them all, you know, know. Like it did have that formula. And there's even that music, you know, like there's yeah, a lot of yeah. like heart pulling music in yeah. that film. Which, you know, I'm I'm gonna admit kinda worked on me. Yeah. 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 Uh but yeah, I did really enjoy it and, and you know, I thought it was very interesting to watch and, and definitely you know, uh like I don't know that I would want to watch like the Metallica equivalent of this right. movie or anything like that. But you right. know I would watch I would watch the Guns N' Roses one. I, that would be interesting. The Guns um, N' Roses one would definitely <laughs> be interesting for sure. Yeah. And the, the poison <laughs> one. Just second like hear all that great music. There is a lot of great music in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Like like whether like Tish Fears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, like they play a lot of like P Funk and then old R and B, you know and uh, Doing a lot of NWA, a lot of NWA, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and some of their solo stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah it was cool. It was cool. It, was... Like, it wasn't. It wasn't something I was like, you know, not having a good time watching. I just, I don't, don't think I'll ever totally get into that, that music. So fair enough. But you know, at the same time, I still think this movie is very watchable, yeah. whether you're into it or not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, I enjoyed it. I thought it was well-made, and the characters were, you know, you're, you're rooting for them. And, right, yeah. yeah. So, it's a well-made movie. And even the, the, the villain of the movie is not really all that villainous either, you know, if, if you want to even call him that, you know, the oh, yeah. Paul Giamatti character. Right. You know, he's just a businessman just trying to do business, and, you know, like, you're, you're rooting against him somewhat, but he's really not... Terrible. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's just sort hey, of he's kind of a product of the environment too. Right. Um, you know, kinda of like just like they are. Um he's a product of the business world and he's you know, he mentions more than once that, you know, he covers his own ass because who else is gonna right, and, uh, yeah. you know, he doesn't he's not happy with everything he's done. And that's kind of the theme with like everybody kind of says that in the movie. They're like, you know, maybe everything I did wasn't the best but right. I'm trying to make up for it and trying to you know, trying to do all right. So yeah. It was uh yeah, it was a really good movie. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, a little long, but yeah, uh, still, yeah, at least keeps your interest. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah. So straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. Yeah. And Compton's in the California basically. it is, it is. <laughs> uh, still don't know the exact location, but uh, I'm guessing near LA. Yeah. Right, Follow the Raiders gear. Yeah, yeah. are the, are the Raiders still the L.A. Raiders? I don't think they are. are they? I don't think they are. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. like Oakland. I think is that what it is? Oakland yeah. Raiders? And I think uh, I don't know. I think I heard something about them losing. Oakland losing the Raiders uh, oh, really? sometimes. I don't know. Huh. Sports, right? <laughs> I know.
1: I have to ask my brother about I,
0: that. I hear like a slight snippet on the news, and I'm just like, yeah, all mutated <laughs> into whatever I think they're saying, <laughs> right? Makes sense. <laughs> I support that. Yeah. Alright, well, let's take a break. Sure, maybe we can get this dog to quit chewing on this bone. Yeah, it's better than what she was doing, Right? Alright. <laughs> <Fair. laughs>
1: Straight out of Compton. Crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. From a gang called Niggers with Attitude. When I'm called off, I gotta saw it off. Squeeze a trigger and bodies a hold off. You too, boy, if you fuck with me Police are gonna have to come and get me off your ass That's how I'm going out For the punk motherfuckers that showing out Niggas start to mama They wanna rumble Mix em and cook up in a pot like gumbo Going off on a motherfucker like that With a gap that's pointed at your ass So give it up smooth Ain't no tellin' when I'm down for a jack move Here's a murder rap to keep you dancin' With a crime record like Charles Manson, my AK 47 is a tool, don't make me act a motherfucking fool Maybe you can go toto Maybe I'm knockin' niggas out the box daily, weekly yeah, well, monthly and yearly, and to them dumb motherfuckers, see clearly that I'm down with a capital CPT. You can't fuck with me, so when I'm in your neighborhood, you better duck. Cause Ice Cube is crazy as fuck. As I leave, believe I'm stomping, but when I come back, boy, I'm coming straight out of Compton. i straight
0: out of Compton Hey, welcome back to Gutter Track Hello Wow, you just got a lap full of kitty cats I do, it's, he's purring too It's adorable He is purring It's great <laughs> Kitty cats are great Yeah, they are <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I'm just very content right yeah, Right? Although he's gonna yeah, he's struggling to get off even though he is burning. Ah, so he's there like There you go, Goop. Let's get down. There we go. <clears throat> so what's up, buddy? Oh, not too much. No. How are you doing? I'm alright. Right. Yeah. yeah. Had a big comic show yesterday. Yeah, you did. Uh this one was not the type where I attempt to sell my comics, but No. It's where I sell actual products that people want. Sure. Uh, <laughs> like Batman toys and Deadpool <laughs> comics. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. You get to do that for for a day. Did you sell a lot of Batman toys and Deadpool comics? We did exceptionally well. Really? Like probably the best we've ever done at one of the smaller shows like that. Mm-hmm. Like we've been better at Jim City Comic Con because sure. it's like the annual big deal around yeah. here. But yeah, we did we did exceptionally well. Partially because like people were buying expensive items. Like mm. we had a graded copy. It was a like nine point eight, I think, or six nine point six. First appearance of Gambit. No, oh. I sold it for like one hundred and fifty bucks. Wow, so that was cool. That nice. was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, we typically don't deal in graded comics because those aren't for comic book fans. Sure, those are for people who just want to make money. Right. Um, but you know what. But, you know, you're also a business, so you kind of want to make money. <laughs> We're kind of like Jerry from uh, the movie. <laughs> and I, I shouldn't say that. I know people who are really into comics who love reading comics, and they, they do buy graded stuff and sell graded stuff, but they mm. also have stuff they just buy to read. So right. I shouldn't say that. I just, on a personal level, I just can't stand graded comics. No, it's pretty terrible. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also not a fan. I mean, I guess I can understand it if you bought something as an investment. And you just want it in your collection and you want them, you know, preserved or whatever. But yeah. uh, to me, a, I don't know. Uh, it's not into it. course I've heard that, you know, like the the case that they slab it in, you know, I've heard those aren't even, you know, all that great either. Yeah, and, the, the SCGC recommends, I think every, I think it's five or ten years, getting them regraded right. at, a, at a discount, you know. And they'll it's, discount the regrade. but It's right. still kind of a scam. Yeah, and like, like, why don't you just put it in something that, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, like, like I actually thought about it, uh, when I sold my walking dead comics, I was like, Oh, maybe I should get like the first six issues or so graded, you know, just because. Right. And I looked into it, you know, and, and it's expensive. It's yeah. very expensive. And then it takes like six months to do. And you have to mail your comics. Right. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm not doing that. You, you know, know, we should start a grading service where we use some sort of containers that you never have to open, mm-hmm. but they're completely opaque. Right. So no one can see the, even Once the cover. It, right. Yeah. So we just send them like, we send them back like, you know, issues of alpha flight and star brand and stuff, <laughs> but they're great. At they're like, I can tell there's a book in there yep. and hear it. But we just get to keep whatever comics they send us. I enjoy this plan. And we read like to them. get on the, and we read the books. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like, I would, uh, I would like to get in on the, uh, the ground floor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This could be our uh, Ruthless Records. Yeah, there we go. This will get us out of this town. Straight out of Dayton. (laughs) Your your peanut butter didn't seem to work. No, it didn't. Yeah. Well, maybe she ate it all already. Yeah. She's got a a hunger. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I went to the show as well yesterday. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, did some shopping, Yeah, and uh, did not buy anything from your table. I know. I noticed Uh, that. Yeah, yeah. We already sold you all the Pokemon plushes that you could have wanted. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did catch them all. (laughs) Right. Well, then you're good. Should be good. (laughs) Did you walk away with anything awesome? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about awesome, but I bought, you know, some stuff that I've been wanting and some, some, uh, filling in some holes in my collection. Nice. Uh, cause I, I've been organizing my comics for the last couple of weeks. So, you know, I've, I've been putting them all in boxes and realizing what I have and don't have and, and, you know, category categorizing all of okay. whatever cataloging cataloging. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you notice, like, you're like, ah, I thought I had all these, and there's right. one missing. Yep, yep, pretty much. Uh, so, you know, I uh, walked around and, and bought a bunch of dollar books and some 50 cent books. It's cool that there's still 50 cent books. This is very there, cool. There's there yeah. a, a while there, a brief period where you just never saw 50 cent books. Nope. But they're back. They are. And I like that. I, I do as well. Yeah. Uh, Although, you know, there's also a part of me, and maybe this is just just sort of a a privileged, you know, sort of a point of view, but I also miss the quarter boxes. Uh, Oh, I found the guy. I spent $2 at this guy's table because he had five for a dollar. Nice. So I got 10 books for two bucks. Uh, There was one uh, vendor there that had, uh, like, everything that they were selling was buy two, get one free. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what it was, so like even their thirty-five dollar books—if you bought two of those, you'd get another one for, th- for free. Well, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal. Uh, but like they had dollar boxes as well, so you can buy three for two dollars. $2. That's not bad. Yeah. And uh, the thing about that table was that uh, they were organized. They were. Yes. Oh, no, that's good. Everything was in meticulous alphabetical order. Nice. Everything. Yeah, and then because they had their dollar boxes, everything was alphabetical order. And then they had like you know their indie section, their Marvel section, and their DC section, and then and those were like full price or whatever. But they were also alphabetical order, perfectly alphabetical order. You got to do it that way. And I went to that table probably twenty times. I think I only spent three bucks there because they didn't have anything that I was actually looking for. Right. right? But at least when I went there, I was like, at least I know where to look. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes I don't mind if it's just, like, a small section. Like, if a guy has, like, one random box. Or right, one. yeah. It's kind of fun to dig through something like that. But, yeah, if it's daunting if there's, like, 20 boxes in there, just in no order. Right. Or they are just clumped together here and there. Uh, I mean, there were, there were some that, like, you know, had an order, but, you know, it's just like, yeah, you know, I don't... But it wasn't as good as that, you know? Right. Uh, but there was one table I went to where it was just chaos. Like, it was just absolute chaos. Right. And I'm not talking the comic company. Right. Uh, <laughs> Brian Belito wasn't there. No, yeah. Uh, but they, I mean, you know, I went through a box and there's like, okay, here's a Spider-Man, here's a Teen Titans, here's a Batman, right. here's... Some '80s independent black and white book that I've never heard of. Right. Here's something that's upside down. Here's something that's backwards. <laughs> I hate the backwards thing. Oh, that drives me crazy. I'm like, I'm either gonna fix all these or I'm gonna leave this table right now. Like sometimes I just end up fixing them. because yeah. it drives me crazy. I left that table. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I thumbed through like three boxes, like like not even meticulously or anything like that. Just sort of like grabbing chunks of it and like going through just to see if there was anything that was like, eh, maybe I'll continue going through this. All right. And by my third backward comic or, uh, they had a whole bunch that were in bags, but the bags weren't taped. So like the flaps were just hanging out. Uh, willy nilly. Right, yeah. Willy nilly flaps. Yeah. It was the worst. And so I was just like, yeah, fuck this table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just could not do it. I, I think I only spent, I spent like maybe five or five or 10 bucks for myself, but I got some cool stuff and, I read some of them last night. I yeah. read, there's a book called Fish and Chicken that I really like by J.P. Morgan, not not but, the banker, yeah, no, but yeah. but it was it's really funny. It's like kind of like an old underground, but it's from the '80s. But yeah, yeah. some cool stuff. About some yeah, about some uh, random issues of X Factor and uh, a couple of issues of the old '80s Vigilante series from DC. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. So I found uh, two of them that Alan Moore wrote. Uh, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know he wrote A Vigilante. Two issues. Wow. 17 and 18. Huh. Was that before he was, like... Nope. That was... Uh, was, After uh, he was Alan Moore. That was... uh, Height of powers, Alan Moore. Wow. Wow. It was 1984, so at least, you know, swamp thing Alan Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Then, uh... Bought some... the, uh, The Dark Horse Conan series that I was missing, and... Found a, uh, not the Tom Scioli version, but the, uh, the Jay Lee drawn, uh, Transformers G.I. Joe oh, yeah. crossover. Those are neat. Uh, I have, I had all but the first issue and, uh, for whatever reason. And, uh, so I was able to find the first issue and I, it was a hollow foil variant. Oh, really? For a dollar. Nice. Yeah. They have to get the foils of all the others to match it up. I don't think there actually were. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't know there was for that one even. Yeah, I, did. I didn't either. Like, I saw, like, you know, in the box, like, this shiny thing said Transformers G.I. Joe. Like, I almost ignored it, but then I realized what it was and that it was the one that I <laughs> needed. So I was like, eh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, like, nothing earth shattering, but, you know, I did, uh, Pick up uh, based on your constant recommendation. Oh, uh, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Oh, nice. I found like uh, nine random issues of it in a dollar box, and so I was like, "Yeah, what the hell? That why sounds, not?" Yeah. And uh, I read the first one last night, and uh, yeah, it's pretty good. <clears throat> it's pretty enjoyable. Sweet. Yeah. So, did you read the first one from the original series? Probably? Yeah, the first okay. of the first okay. volume. Yeah. Right. Nice. Yeah. And, and I love how uh, the first issue of the current volume says, only their second first issue of the year. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a Bob Pollard joke. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I spent pretty much all last night with uh, with our pal Matt Brassfield. Oh. Yeah. Watching uh, some terrible shot-on-video movies. <laughs> uh, sounds like you're hanging out with Matt Marshall. Uh huh. Yeah. But fun. Yeah, you know? it was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, the, the movies weren't good, but one of them was. You know, had potential. Right. Like, like you know, I saw potential in it. Right. And then, but you know, it's just not something that uh, they could fulfill because right. you know they made a movie for two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, sometimes that happens. Yeah. I, I love that that people can actually get together with their friends and shoot a movie. Right. And, you know, I love that that's a possibility. Right. But every once in a while, it, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe not even every once in a while, but lots of times it turns out to not be very enjoyable right. to people that aren't, like, making the movie. Right. Like, it's fun to see, like, hey, there's that thing we shot, and there's my buddy doing that you know, that dumb costume. But sometimes it's not very enjoyable unless you were a part of it. Right. But when it does work It's magic yeah. You know like I've seen some That don't even have people I know in them That are really fun Yeah And uh, that's That's really cool Yeah Yeah That's That's I mean Mostly what I've been doing Yeah Yeah it's Just just uh, Living life And, and being sad Alright It yeah. happens
1: <laughs> It happens
0: Well should I pick a comic book first, sir? you should. Well, it's funny because I was going to pick the unbeatable squirrel girl, really? Yeah, wow. I decided since I saw you buy those, okay. But uh, and I haven't even read all the first trade yet, I okay. Really, okay. I've only read because okay. I've mostly been reading the, the new series, right? Um, so uh, even though you gave it a micro review of issue one, if you're still down for that, well, I haven't read any of the others, okay, cool. But on the other hand, I also don't have all the others, right? I do have the first trade, so okay, whatever, uh. You don't have. I can fill you in on. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Sweet. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, don't listen to what I said about unbeatable score girl just now.
1: <laughs> and we're talking.
0: <laughs> if you if you are going to play along at home, it's the the eight issue original series, which right. is like a year old. Yeah. Not the one that's currently been. Right. Which is on like number five or something. Something like that. Yeah. You know, there's a Howard the Duck crossover coming up on that one. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. 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 It looks cool because I think both writers and both artists are doing their characters. Yeah. yeah. Like writing the dialogue and drawing their characters. That's cool. So yeah pretty fun. Yeah, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. I am down. Marvel Comics. Who would have thought? Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to go eat a pizza? I would like to go eat a pizza. Sure. I'm starting to get hungry. We, yeah. we, we made spaghetti, but that was like four hours ago. Yeah, so. something like that. Yeah, we're, we're going to go have a business meeting. I need right. some pizza. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We met this guy named Jerry, and he's going to put our comics out. Yep, it's Ruthless Comics is yep. the name of the company. He seems really nice, and like he's just got our best intentions in mind. I think so. Yeah, yeah I really like where he's going to take us. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Jewish men. Sure, we're not anti <laughs> No No. <laughs> Oh, which one of us is going to break off into a career making kids' That'd movies? <laughs> it's got to be you. Yeah, I they think so. I yeah. don't call you Huggable Eric. For <laughs> 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 oh, man. Ice Cube's a tool. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, good night. <laughs> good night, everybody.